0: Thank you for tuning into the Guthrie News Page Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and continue to follow Guthrie News Page. The St. Mary's Catholic School of Finance Council held a meeting on February 20th after it was announced the number of grades being offered would be dramatically reduced beginning with the 2020-2021 school year due to financial concerns. Introduce some people that
1: have joined us tonight. Uh... Jim Benton, he's the Director of Evangelization and Catechesis for the Archdiocese of Oklahoma City, and then David Johnson, he's the Chief Financial Officer for the Archdiocese, and I've been working with them in the Catholic Schools Office, um, and our Superintendent, she's on retreat with her principals uh, this time, so she can't be here tonight, but I'm happy to have those representatives. Um, and see, here are the members of the Parish Finance Council, before I begin these remarks, I want to I tell you guys what a finance council is, because I think there's a great misperception out there. Uh, It's an advisory body of active members of the parish church. I know there are reports out there about the Finance Council. I've heard them. Most of them are wrong. Uh, The Council is only advisory. So for the past three years, I have overridden their objections because I was afraid of hurting the school. The press release that you all have seen mentioned the Finance Council's part in this process, so I'd like to offer a bit of clarification in case there's confusion. In the past month, when we went over all potential budgets for next year, uh, the reality was apparent that we would soon have very little money left. So instead of voting on any proposals at the time, um, I honestly told the Finance Council, I said, I'm sorry. Uh, Here we are again. Um, I don't trust myself. I want to meet with the Archdiocese and bring them into this process right away. So I asked to meet with the Archdiocese of Oklahoma City personnel, uh, and that was the Superintendent of Catholic Schools and the CFO, uh, Mr. David Johnson, who's here tonight. Uh, the hope was to help them present what we knew and see is there a way forward. I invited uh, members of the Finance Council at the time to be present as well. Few could make it, several could not uh, to that daytime meeting in Oklahoma City. The Finance Council did vote in April of last year that given the financial degradation of our savings, their advice to me last spring was to close the school. Um, it was pretty bad last year also, as you'll see in a, in a little while on the screen. In the press release, this reality is the reference to the activity of the Finance Council, so no vote was taken this time, but a year ago, uh, around April last spring, uh, there was a vote and it was unanimous by the members of the time that a recommendation that I had looked to close the school Um, but I didn't Uh, at that point last spring I met with the school and finance staff from the archdiocese and it was thought that given enrollment was you know we're April enrollments already starting uh, that it was not a good idea to announce any closure so I overrode the Finance Council's um, uh, advice and uh, the Finance Council uh, loyally spent the summer with Mrs. Cook and myself trying to find a way forward for the school for this year. The Catholic Schools Office of the Archdiocese thought it would be a good idea to have a school improvement study. and That's what we've talked about recently and I totally agree with that um, at the time. To try to reinvigorate the school's enrollment and its academics. And I thought it was a good process. I hope somehow the study would provide a magic bullet for the finances. Um, it had great ideas on academics, enrollment, uh, those things like that. But that magic bullet on how to make the, the budgets all work, uh, there was nothing there. In the past several days, um, I have received some informa- in, uh, emails and phone calls, um, been called some names. Um, when I was teaching third, class, third grade class last week, um, one of the students gave me this little vase right here. Uh, no one that day had said Happy Valentine's Day to me, and I was teaching third grade class on sin... And one of the little girls, a little redhead, came up to me and said, Happy Valentine's Day, Father, and gave me this vase. So um, I knew we were moving towards this decision. And I received that, and I about broke down in tears right in front of that little girl. Um, I kept this on my dining room table uh, throughout all this. Um, little, little white things are dying. And they're falling off, but the little carnations are still alive. So um, this breaks my heart. Um, <laughs> it's what I look at every time I enter my dining room. It's on my dining room table when I sit down to eat or when I try to answer emails. But more importantly, the school, since mid-January, is it's the last thing I think about when I go to bed. And it's the first thing I think about when I wake up. And I know we all have those moments in our life, and that's what the reality is. And that's my reality, and I'm fine with it. But for anywhere between four to six months during this time of the year, the last five years, this is kind of what we do, the Finance Council, Mrs. Cook, and myself. So on Wednesday, January 8th, uh, after the conclusion of that school improvement study, we presented those findings here. And I think many of you were here. Um, the school uh, presentation was a good presentation. It showed how the school might be able to write itself by focusing on new students, improving academics, and enrollment management. So if you were there, I won't bore you with those details school advisory council worked hard on it, and I commend them for their work. There was no magic financial bullet that I was looking for, but I still hoped things would come together for the year. And always lurking in the shadows of this uh, work was how to finance the school. If I could run a school on the wonderful teachers that we have and the students that brighten my day, I would do it in a heartbeat. If that's all it took... That is an easy decision that any one of us in this room would make. But over five years, the budget has been difficult to control. Most of our families uh, often don't enroll their children until late July, but our budgets must be complete, up and running, by July 1st. So oftentimes we have to make assumptions on enrollment, students, what what sort of staffing to have. We can't change those things when that changes. And of course... I want the school to be successful. So for my first few years, I tried to make that happen. When school expenses exceeded the income, I used a combination of parish savings, non-designated donations to the parish, and debt. To explain the debt, at Catholic Parish, we, we pay the full cost of our employees' health insurance benefits, their premiums. I have no choice in this matter, but quite honestly, I think we should pay our teachers more. They deserve much more than I can pay them. The Archdiocese of Oklahoma City then pools all that health insurance into one kind of uh, package, and then the parishes and (coughs) schools reimburse the archdiocese, so they pay for the insurance and we reimburse. If you've heard this before, I'm sorry, but everyone's from different groups, and so I thought best to just lay it all out. The archdiocese pays for all those employees' premiums, and then parishes and schools reimburse them, as I just said. Our debt came about because I ceased paying the archdiocese their reimbursement. For purchasing our teachers' health insurance, they did this for several years. In some years, depending on how cash flow, how much cash flow we needed, I stopped paying the the uh, parish's health insurance costs as well, also as the assessments that we pay to the archdiocese monthly. I um, call this the franchise. I don't know if that's a, a correct assessment, David. But assessment. Assessment. I, call I know it you guys franchise. call it a tax, but. <laughs> <It's> a tax. <laughs> Uh, it's one of the things we pay, it's based on our collections, so it's a tax. It's a, well, not a tax, it's an assessment.
2: <laughs> it's a franchise
1: fee. Uh, for most of my time here to make the school successful and to avoid painful cuts, it's always my goal. We stopped paying the reimbursements to the archdiocese, and sometimes the whole kit and caboodle. And so as a result, over just a few years, we accumulated $288,000 in debt. This debt didn't go to buy the school anything flashy It just went to operations, of which our biggest school obligation is our teacher's payroll. In the times when the debt grew too big, I began pulling from what savings the parish and school had. There's never been any sort of endowment set up at the parish. I know. uh, Should have been. And all of the Catholic schools of the Archdiocese, and out of all the Catholic schools in the Archdiocese, we are one of the smallest parishes, um, about the size of St. Peter and Paul and Kingfisher in terms of collections and all that stuff. So a big part of our problem is the school is, is too big for the parish to be able to healthily support. Um, as one finance council member once said some years ago, our school has become too successful for our parish. As a result, in five years I have liquidated the parish's Edward Jones account that was started 35 years ago, by donations 35 years ago. That account totaled $250,000. That money went to cover operations costs at the school. Last year, I liquidated what was left of the school's savings account. Uh, that was just down to $25,000. Uh, and that was only to make a payroll for one, the end of the month, which was $40,000. That's how tight it can get. You can look at a school budget, uh, even around this time, and usually those deficits don't show up until the last several months of the remaining school year uh, before our fiscal year ends on June 30th. It is what happens in May that determines how bad things can get for the summer. Tuition paid by families stops in the month of May, but our teachers are on a 12-month contract, so the school's expenses continue while the while the tuition stops in May. That means the school must apply on what money they have over the months of June, July, August, and the first parts of September, until tuition really starts coming in. So for this summer alone, the total payroll costs, including health insurance for the school, for two months will be $96,000. August uh, uh, typically costs $48,000 for one month of payroll. So for three months of the summer, the payroll is $144,000. But in summertime, there is no tuition coming in. And since the school typically is hand to mouth already, there's usually hardly anything left in the school account by the end of May. That means the parish must shoulder the burden and for all of my time here the parish has had to see the school through the summer months. It's never itself. but in summer, everyone takes vacations and so our parish collections also go down for the summer and that makes it hard too. And so every year we start the next school year with less and less in the bank. A year ago I, I know this is a lot, but please bear with me a year ago I had the bright idea to try to get us through the summer bump. And so I started a separate bank account and mandated that any non-designated donation, $5,000 or over, for the parish or school, would be deposited to that account. In a little over a year, we've been able to save $97,000. This is part of the problem you will see for our declining parish donations this year, because instead of big donations going to the parish, we're putting it in this account. So it looks like the collections are down this year. And uh, down a bit, but uh, this, the, most of this is the ninety-seven thousand dollars. And about eighty to eighty-five percent of this this rainy day fund, that I call it, is parish money that was given as large gifts. I intended the money to help get the school through the upcoming summer months. This summer, but as you can see, and you will see, this this saving everything I can uh, for a year will only cover two months of payroll at best. But to get through this current year. We are now uh, we are in now and to avoid letting more teachers go which would definitely have hurt the school more than it did I agreed to two budget income assumptions for this current year the first was that the PTO would give a subsidy of forty seven thousand dollars I thought this number was unrealistic as it would further cannibalize anything and everything we have the second was that an anonymous donor would give forty thousand dollars to the school the PTO is doing their darndest um, they are uh, amazing. Realistically, they may be able to give thirty or $35,000. Um, who knows? They're awesome. Uh, if they gave more, uh, they told me it would jeopardize their fundraisers and their ability to raise money for next year. You have to have money to make money. The PTO is also, in my opinion, not meant to be a considerable subsidizer for the school, but it has become that. The PTO's best job is to make visible school improvements and to inform school families and parishioners about these projects. That ability will be compromised going forward. The anonymous donor has effectively backed out of giving the $40,000 to the school. I am left with the possibility, at best, that the school will realize only about $35,000 in that income that was budgeted to be $87,000. The Finance Council, to their credit, last summer balked at this, as they should have, and protested I overrode their protest. All of this was to save cuts for this current school year. But I also must report that the school budget, when it started this year, even with those two assumptions, already started with a deficit of eighteen thousand dollars. Again, my fear of cutting more for this year. So that full income, the school, so that full income in the school, uh, taking that beginning deficit plus the eighty-seven thousand, is one hundred and five thousand dollars. That is what we will be out by the end of this year that deficit is already starting to show up Uh, as we get closer to the end of the year, we have less and less cash on hand as the obligations to the school are paid. Our fiscal year ends on June 30th, and so I would imagine that schools and counts very soon will need cash from the parish to pay their obligations for the remainder of the year. This last fall, the Archdiocese of Oklahoma City graciously graciously forgave $288,000 of debt we owed them for school operations. Thank you very much. I still can't believe it to this day. They asked us to, to take that breathing room to make it through this year as best we could. But now we are up against another year of deficits. So starting this month, I have ceased paying our teachers' health insurance once again. This will allow the school about $9,000 a month in extra cash flow. But by September, we will owe the Archdiocese $70,000 and will be indebted again. I've been told and I understand that there is no forgiveness this time. Uh, so this debt must have to be repaid in full. But that won't get us through the June 30th, which means I will have to dip into the rainy day fund that I was holding for the summer. And that means I won't be able to pay the full school payroll for two summer months because I will have already tapped that source. Then that leaves the parish. Our estimates are that once restricted parish funds are taken out of the equation, uh, as they are set aside for youth and other parish activities that must go on, the parish will have about 95000 in available funds. So we could very easily enter August with no money to pay anything for either parish or school, no matter whose budget we are using. But there is also the matter of our school's enrollment. It has been falling like a rock, from the 170s a few years ago to the 130s last year, to 96 today. Our enrollment dropped 34% between this time last year and today. I think there are so many factors in that drop. One of those was the public uncertainty of the school last summer. And I myself had great uncertainty about it this last spring and summer. During the summer, we let go one middle teacher, let go our full-time art teacher, and the music teacher went from part-time to volunteer. There were a few more aides that were let go. Of course, you know the combination of first and second grade and our principal teaching fifth grade. With all these cuts and drastic changes, the enrollment dropped 34%. So here is my fear. And where we are after five years of fighting for the school, I have conceded I am out of ammunition. I have nothing else to throw at it. The school budget will have to be cut upwards of $105,000 for next year. Certainly the PTA will be in no shape to offer anything close to $47,000 next year. And we certainly can't count on a donor who has already not come through. With all that, and if cuts are having to be made of $105,000, I cannot imagine the drop in student enrollment next year. It would it be 34%, 50%, or 60%? Our worst case estimates for the end of August is that the parish and school could have anywhere between 15 dollars to $30,000 for operations for both parish and school, depending on how the summer goes. But, will we, but what if we do have a significant drop in students next year? What if we experience a 34% decline because we have to make 105000 in additional cuts? Imagine the teachers. What if the decline is steeper? That would mean my little parish of fewer than 200 families will not even be able to pay our own bills because the parish is on the line for any deficits. And we have no more savings. This is truly my nightmare scenario scenario that I've tried for five years to avoid and never thought I would be here telling you all. I know there is shock and anger. It's me. I feel it as well perhaps lots of things could have been done differently. One suggestion was to raise tuition in the last few days. But every significant raise in tuition has been met with an equal decline in students, such that we actually lose money. In one year, a 15% increase was met with a decline, and this year, a 9% increase was met with that great decline. The school improvement study said we already charge too much for tuition. They recommend the percentage of the population's median income should not rise above 7% for t- tuition of their income. For Logan County, uh, for the median income in Logan County, our tuition is at 9%. So it's already 2% higher than it can be for most families. We can't raise it. We can't raise tuition because we will have fewer students. And we can't make significant cuts without seeing a decline. But we also can't keep doing what we are doing. A couple of weeks after our January 8th school meeting it became apparent to me, that we weren't going to see that $80,000, $7,000. We may see some of it, $35,000 maybe, perhaps. But that leaves us with a substantial deficit. So I asked our our bookkeeper, Kim Ellison, and Deacon Jim Forcade, who was a CPA, to work on some budget projections through the end of June 30th. It was like whiplash for me going from that January 8th meeting to once again meeting with the Finance Council and the Archdiocese. For me, the decision is the hardest I have ever had to make. I recognize the great impact on you all. I thank you for trusting your children to our wonderful teachers. I know there are perceptions of me in the community, and there's not much I can do about that. But I want to tell you, I know most of the kids' name in that school. (laughs) I have laughed with them. And yesterday at Mass, I cried with them have been a big part of my time here in Guthrie. And I will miss them dearly. As I said, a lot of my life is filled with the thought of things I should have done or didn't do. And it's been my decision and my mission for five years to make this school a success. To make it viable so it can excel at being a safe factory. Pardon me. In every other of my five years... I have used parish and school savings, and even brought the parish into considerable debt. All of this was to fight for the school. But I stand looking at all the numbers and where they are trending, and my gut tells me I cannot take another risk. We are too close to actual zero. So tonight I stand before you and tell you it is my decision to reduce the grades of St. Mary Catholic School for next year. Given our finances, we will only be able to offer our pre-K, but I want it to be a great pre-K. This morning, I was at a parish men's group that meets every Thursday morning. They're old men, but they're filled with good ideas. The men were talking the talk of the town, as we all are these days. They all said they can't believe this school has no endowment. I looked at them. I said, "I know, I know. If something like that were started 30, 40, or 50 years ago, this might be a whole different situation." In the Great Depression, this beautiful school closed for about 20 years. This is the little school that could. I know, to some, it might be splitting hairs, but I hope to keep the pre-K alive and well because I believe there might be hope for the future. At the men's group this morning, there was talk of using this downtime to build an endowment so that this school story might not be over. In our school's hallway, if you've ever walked through there, most of your school families, so you've walked through there, if you've ever looked on the, ha- the walls in the hallway, there are these amazing wood plaques. They tell the story of this church and this school. A few, year, a few years ago, as I was waiting for school to get out one day, a parent and I pondered maybe making another one of those plaques someday. I even thought of what we might include on those plaques, telling the story of the school from the last plaque to today. <laughs> I don't think I'll be the one to do that it seems but perhaps if we can regroup rest the school's brand for a few years and work to rebuild maybe the pre-k would be the beginning of a new future for St. Mary Catholic School um, I've done the best I can I apologize and, uh, I think um, what I'd like to do is turn it over to Deacon Jim um, and Kim Ellison to show you all um, kind of where we are uh, and where we've been and where we think we're going
3: Thank you. You know, I like counts. We like our numbers, but they are got to be small, so it's gonna be hard sometimes to see that in the back. So I will kind of talk through this a little bit in as uh, much detail. <laughs> Not zoom it at all. It You know, we decided to go back to uh, fiscal year. You know, your fiscal year in your house is, what, January through December, right? That's your fiscal year. That's your budget year. Ours is, is starting in July. It ends uh, in June. Okay, so when I speak of fiscal years, that's the time frame I'm looking at. But what we thought we'd do is just tell you our story. I mean, you can see the numbers. That's going back to 2013 through 19. I didn't put a projection up for 20 uh, because you know, we can talk about that. Father's already talked about what the shortfall is going to be. But I think the goal behind this is to kind of talk about what the parish is. I've got parish numbers and I've got school numbers down here. And uh, we have detail for all of this. If someone wanted to sit down and say, why is this? and Why is that? We can, we can do that. But so we have Sunday collections, we got tuition assistance, we have other collections, which could be, you know, mass intentions, it can be uh, royalty, it could be rent, it could be, uh, for example, crest, uh, crescent reimburses of uh, the church for Father's time. Uh, it could be a number of things. I've got detail if you guys want to see what that might be. We have insurance money and we have loan proceeds, and so at... Uh, you know what things happen, like we lost our bell tower one time, the insurance covered it, but then of course we had to pay, and we'll go through that and kind School scroll down to camera a little bit. And then I've got the uh, school side, income, and then of course what the subsidy gift of the parish has been, our expenses, and anything that is a F uh, is a you know an excess or a loss. All right? And then Down here, we'll talk about our investment balances, what got used during that period of time, and then how much we owed the archdiocese as our cash flow started to dwindle significantly starting in 2016. So let's start at the top. In 2013, uh, you'll see that we had $333,000 in uh, uh, collections, Seventy-eight thousand of that was another collection, and then we had a, an insurance proceeds of one hundred fifty-four thousand. Our expenses were about two hundred twelve thousand. We paid for that bell tower of one hundred fifty-four thousand, and we had a subsidy gift to the, uh, to, the to the school of one hundred seventy-two thousand. Left a little excess of twenty-six thousand for the church. Okay. So, if we scroll down, we'll see that we have about 157 students with $504,000 in income, that gift of $171,000, the subsidy gift, and then the expenses of $676. So, 52 cents of every dollar that was collected of the, the envelopes went to the school. In each year, we can follow straight on through that as what was on. We had, uh, Pretty consistent in as far as parish collections were concerned. Three hundred thirty-three thousand, three hundred thirty-three, three hundred fifty-five, three hundred seventy-four thousand. And then other collections were pretty consistent also. We jumped up to about one hundred sixteen thousand in two thousand sixteen. We had some insurance proceeds, but also we ended up borrowing for the school roof. One hundred twenty-five thousand for the archdiocese. We had we had investment money, but the decision was to go ahead and just borrow the money and keep that investment money in the event we needed something, whatever might happen. Um, our expenses stayed about two hundred nineteen thousand, we had that loan repayment. So immediately we started making payment on the loan of fifty eight thousand a year, and that was because people would give in an envelope. We have an envelope for building funding. And we put have money put in there, and that money was then designated to go to that specific purpose. And then, of course, we had the expense for that work. So we borrowed 125; it cost us 134,000. And then we had uh, a subsidy gift of 213,000 for the for the school. Schools um, revenue started going up. It went 504, 523, 593, 614, almost 615 students about 170, 170, 175, but we also had an increase, too, I think, during that time, a little bit of an increase. Um, You can see our subsidy gift uh, going across. Always ranged about 171 through about $240,000, just depending on the year for those four years, Um, but each time it's either $0.52 or $0.56 or $0.67 or $0.57 of every dollar when the parish went to there about this time we started running into some some uh, problems with cash flow and uh, what you're not going to see on here is whenever we didn't pay the subsidy payment like health insurance or the ADCO that that uh, that tax we were kidding about what it ended up doing instead of going to expense they they put it to we put it to, uh, to equity so it didn't go to the expense if it did you just seen one hundred eighteen thousand. You just seen one hundred thirty-seven thousand uh, dollars in that uh, in that expense line. So we had to borrow the money. Bottom line, we didn't pay our ADCO. We didn't pay anything just so we could have money. Um, the same thing happened the next year. Let's go to the top again, Kim. Our parish revenue jumped up about four hundred twenty-nine thousand. We started getting also gifts for. The uh, tuition assistance. So we have that available for the school. Uh, other collections about 88000 We received some insurance money for the bell tower. It to gets struck by lightning periodically. Our expenses stayed about $276,000 for the parish. We ended up making a loan repayment of that $125,000, $25,000 of that, again coming from those envelopes that we give from the parish. And then we ended up making a subsidy gift of 258000 that year. The school had about 175 students. Again, revenue was 719000 That gift was 258000 Their expenses were $101,053,000. And we lost money at the school at that point. I kept it in there because I wanted to keep track of the subsidy payment. So, 60 cents of every dollar went to school. And by then, We had $344,000 on our investments, but we had to, um, we started paying down that, paying back the archdiocese a little bit of money for the ADCO and the insurance, everything else. So we didn't really have to not pay them. We just actually started paying back. So our liability went from $137,000 to $118,000. Let's go to the top so $417,000 in revenue, $67,000 we got in tuition assistance. Other collections, have started coming in, other collections, and let's do this, let's do Christian collections. Let's go up. We ended up, Started um, special collections, $41,000, $42,000, special gift, $20,000. Uh, we started getting some pretty good gifts from the from various uh, donors, and so that's why this back to parity, jumped up to where's that oh, yeah one hundred and fifty six thousand um, dollars. Various expenses, while they're going up a little bit, uh, it's up to three hundred fourteen thousand. We were able to make a loan repayment of thirty. Uh, 31,000, and we gave the school $292,000. And so, again, now we start seeing a decrease in our, our number of our students coming in. We also sent the corresponding decrease of tuition, the gift that the uh, church gave, their expenses, and we lose about 15,000 for the school, and we made a little bit for the, the church. So it was about $10,000 total, but we we ended up having to get that $255,000 to cover expenses. We put $131,000 of that money into into operating account, or $231,000 of that in operating account, and the other went into payroll account. So we could cover payroll and have money for operations down the road. And we again had to then borrow more money from the ADCO and from insurance and everything else just to make ends meet. So you can see a trend happening here. We're losing revenue. Our expenses are going up, and yet we can't uh, we can't get ahead of this thing. Surprises always pop up and grab us. So we end up having this cash out our investments like Father was talking about, not pay our ADCO or our health insurance, and that's a That was $136,000 for that particular year. Let's go to the top. 2019, our revenue goes down just slightly, but we have tuition assistance of $25,000 and other collections of $202,000. And what we're seeing here is a trend of people giving money and saying, I don't want it to go to the school, I want it to go to specific things. Uh, specific projects maybe uh, painting the church inside or whatever that might be uh, the expenses increased a little bit we can always show you all the detail for the 366 but we ended up paying off of our, our 125,000 loan payment, so that's good news. but we ended up paying a subsidy of 229,000 almost 230,000 to the school in 2019 which represented 50 cents, 56 cents of every dollar going over to the school uh, Schools since uh, this went down, um, I think we started at 149. It ended up at 130, something like that. But ended up at 681,000 in uh, tuition. That's get to 229, and then of course expenses of 944,000. So we ended up having to borrow more money, 34,000 dollars, by not paying either ADCO or insurance whatever that might be. Bottom line is, by the time we got done, not only did we have to spend $255,000 in savings, we had to pay, uh, we ended up having to owe the Archdiocese $288,000. Just uh, money's disappearing, and we have no money left. And this year, like Father said, with the surprise of that $87,000, and it may not be that bad, but also uh, starting out with a negative balance for the year as far as the expectation. We now, as far as our cash reserves are concerned, uh, with summer and what we have left in our, our uh, savings account, we're in, the, uh, we're, we're, uh, we're in dire needs pretty badly. Uh, so that's why the decision was made to look at other opportunities for the school. And all this stuff is available if you guys want to sit down and talk and look at some detail, I don't mind. I've got anything and everything to, to show you, okay? So, <clears throat> any questions?
4: What do you mean by other opportunities
3: for school? No, no I didn't say other opportunities for the school. Other opportunities to sit down and talk about what I have as far as numbers in detail, if you want to look. I'm just giving you an overview. But if, let's say, you wanted to say, okay, Jim, what did... What did we spend in a, a school that cost us $944,000? I can show you that kind of detail. One. Okay. Crickets.
1: Does anyone have any questions or anything? Or? Yes, Kathy?
4: Why did we have to find out about the school closing through media? The newspaper couldn't be announced at mass. These are your parishioners and the supporters of the church and school, and we find out
1: reading the newspaper. Well, the the reasoning for that, I this decision, the archdiocese, I worked with their communications department, and they the, they wanted to the great. Desire was, uh, you know, this is not something we do every day. So there's, there's you know, well, how do you right, write the it's book? It's not something
4: that happens every day. And no, this please, is
1: please let me, for please let me respond. Though the major concern, um, as I've tried for five years and I agreed with this, was the parish. Yes, it's important, but the teachers were the most important. So the first people to find out were the teachers, and um, the only way I could do that was at the end of school day. And even if I did that on Friday. You would have found out about it by, you know, um, you know by that Saturday or something through social media or something like that. So the major concern was the teachers should know this first. And I,
4: I agree with that, Father. But also as a
5: parishioner and a supporter of the church, and six weeks ago you said that if you were a member of St. Mary's, you were also involved with the school.
2: Yes. So, yes
4: in one of your meetings down here. I I feel like that we were top liver as far as a politician, because we found out reading the newspaper.
5: Father, did you tell the newspaper you were closing the school? No, I did not. That information did not come from Father. He told the teachers, and then... This is the first opportunity he's had to address anybody about the school closing. Somebody outside of Father or anyone on the finance Mm council told the newspaper that was happening.
1: Okay, Okay. he was quoted. Well, I I, sent. I sent. We sent an email to all the parishioners who sent an email who are registered on FlockNote, and the school sent out an email. Um, I don't have the ability to go to everyone's door. I apologize for that. How you didn't get the email? I don't know. you know, all the Christians are subscribed to flocknote unless you opt out or something. Um, it's an email and text-based system, so if you—I don't know if you unsubscribe yeah, at some point. Mine
4: quit coming. Okay. I get those anymore? I got them for a couple of months
6: Okay. The the communications effort was meant to be strategically coordinated <clears throat> on the same day, so everyone got the message in roughly the same time. So if. You, you you would have gotten an email from the parish, communicating what it, what was communicated to the teachers, and then to the parents of families in the school, and then it went to the whole parish community. So the fact that you didn't get that wasn't intentional. Uh, that was how it was meant to happen. Oh,
1: okay. Kim says at some point you opted out of float notes. Yeah, said. I think. Okay. Well or we'll look Okay. Well we'll look into it then and yeah. I apologize for that. I really do. Pam?
2: Father. In a
4: perfect world, how much money do you need to start school back up? Mm-hmm. A million? I mean yeah. right, for the next year. What
1: the prop, the, the great problem I had, we <laughs> struggle for five years, how do you, you you know, there's. I know there's budgets flying around and stuff, but okay. you know, a school, a school, it costs money to run things. You know, so we, there, you know, um, well,
7: yeah, yeah. Usually, the key for a parish to support a school is 25 cents on the Sunday collections. That's the goal. In other words, the parish should support the school through their Sunday collections. But the goal of that parish support is 25% of their collections. Now, to cover that, also a goal would be it's almost impossible for the parents to pay the true cost of the education of their children. In other words, if you took the salaries, the benefits, the utilities, and all those expenses of operating a school and you divide it by the number of students, that's your actual cost. <clears throat> Every parent should pay to educate their students, the cost of that. They can't afford that. So they have to have support from the parish as a subsidy. So at the 52, 60, 70%, that's a huge burden to the parish to support the school. I mean, it, the parish will suffer putting that much of their Sunday collections into the tuition. Now, one thing that helps too is endowment and you don't have any and like ifs and buts it would have been nice that when the school was going along if they had some large gifts where they could set. even if they had an endowment if you had a million dollar endowment usually they work you get the income from the endowment to go to whatever program so usually your income might be 5% so if you had a million dollar endowment that would just generate $50,000 to the operations of whatever program you want that endowment to assist with. So it takes a lot of endowment money where the goal is never to go below that endowment figure, but to <clears throat> generate the income and the revenue from the endowment to support your operations. But there's got to be a number. Father, I set you up to
4: fail, and I'm sorry. What did it cost to run the school for 2019? I can't see the numbers. I apologize.
1: Oh, so that'd be this number right here, right? No, that's three thousand. Does she So two uh, thousand. Is this nineteen? Yeah. Nine
0: hundred
2: and forty-four thousand dollars. Okay, and I'm sorry.
0: What's twenty-five percent? What would the twenty-five percent be for the church? So what's the difference? So if we, we were at twenty-five percent, what would be the gap? that the archdiocese or the church or whoever the power that be, what would the dollar figure be the gap from the tuition and the 25% that we would have to make up? I think they're pulling something up. And if you all remember that the the school's um, uh,
7: improvement report, we had the true cost this year of education for one child is Um, $8,000. If you have $400,000 in your Sunday collections, that would be 100000 that would go to the school. I get that, but there's got to
0: be, at the end of the year, there yeah. has to be a number. I mean, you're, right. a CFO, you're a CFO. You would find it out a lot faster than me. Yeah. There has to be a number that after you take out what the parents pay and then 25%, there has to be a number in the red that, yeah, you, that, I'm that the church or the archdiocese is not comfortable with. The question is, what is that number? And if we could find that number, I don't know if it's this year, but maybe we have some hope for the future to say, okay, we have to find outside sources to try to fill that gap. We just need to know what that gap is. Yeah, I'm
7: not sure what the parents were paying in tuition. In other words, that's the piece. Well, how much from the parish, how much tuition? So, at and what, what do point you we, can
0: about? we get that number?
7: It's 35%. No.
0: If there's a number. There's a hundred thousand dollar number somewhere of the difference between what, if if, if all the families give five hundred grand, let's say, uh-huh. and the church is willing to kick in twenty five percent, according to those numbers that are now sixty three percent for this year, what is that? What is the gap between what the church needs or the the church is comfortable with and the difference between the parents or what the parents are paying?
3: The uh, at, at the current rate of 409, and I'm using uh, 2019 numbers, okay? Going off the 25% number right there, that uh, uh subsidy gift from this parish would be $102,000. So we're okay? short 102 for
0: 12, so 12 uh, $10,200 a month,
3: yes? That's about right. So, so if I did that and we just gave them 102 based on their current uh, number of uh, children. 102, their current expense, you'd be running $160,000 shortfall. Divided by 12. Divide, well, yeah,
8: divided by 12. I have a question. Um, it seems to me, I'm a newcomer, that there's really not a strategic plan that's really been facilitated to see how you're going to get the external funds to keep the school going. Mm-hmm. I looked it up today, there were like 35 national, international grants that can be written. A lot of schools were getting upward to $100,000, $150,000. I'm curious if you you have a grant writer available to help a smaller school write the grants and apply for that funds. The other is the tuition assistance. Does that come internally from the church? Or there the are church? a number church. of... That's us. that's I started that. church? But there's a number of tuition assistance programs through the Catholic ministries if the application was made for certain students, you would collect that money. Seems to me like it's all internal, and there needs to be a way with the help of the archdiocese to figure out how to get some of that external funds to bring into the school. So Mike, in the past, I forget if it was one or two years ago, the School
1: Advisory Council, um, uh, they had a grant writing uh, kind of working group in that, Mm -hmm. and they did that. Um, It, it, you know, we got some grants. They weren't. It wasn't anything stellar, you know. I don't know if Mrs. Cook can remember what those were. Oh, Carol, it
9: wasn't. It
5: was to get things for the school. It Wasn't to pay salaries, and that's the key: is that they need salary.
8: There's grants that you can apply for. (coughs) Math teacher, you can apply for this, that, whatever, building funds, whatever. But it takes a pretty sophisticated grant writer to make those things happen. That's why I'm asking: Does the archdiocese? Provide a grant writer for the school systems to utilize and, and get those funds. We, we do have grant writers that apply for a significant number of
6: grants. But to, to the point that was just made, most grants do not fund salaries. Or any of those given to St. Mary's?
8: Oh, the school just received some from the Catholic Foundation. Over, over, over the were, years, yes, for sure. Presented. Um, well, it's not a knock on the Archdiocese. It's it's that there are funds available that could be granted to a smaller local
6: school. But you're, I'm just saying your your primary need is covering your salaries, which most grants do not cover. Our biggest. I'm not sure what you found in the search on the internet, but. it's... It's, it's not quite as easy as just searching on the internet.
8: Well, I've done a few, and it, I know it's not easy, but if you have the right people writing the grant, they do get funded. Typically, that's been our school advisory council and um, you know, Mrs. Cook,
1: and she's, she has two full-time jobs this year, so we've kind of, you know, in many ways, burned the candle from both ends. Um, Beth? So my frustration, well, first off, the VTO
5: will fulfill their obligation, their full obligation, correct? Yes. Correct. Um, Also, I feel frustrated because I am on the SAC committee, and when we had this survey done, we got together and went through the survey and came up with the presentation that we presented to the parish and to the school families. We were told by the archdiocese to keep it positive. You know, don't use the word close, because in that survey... Under the contingency plan, it said, okay, say your tuition drops to here. Then at that point, you would combine classes. If it drops here, at that point, you would make cuts. Never once did it say to close the school. So my question is, when you sent the letter out saying, going off the recommendation from that survey as well as the Finance Council, well, that's not what the survey recommended. As a matter of fact, when we met, to begin, like he said, getting people the right grants. we were never given the opportunity to put that in place. We were asked to, and we were ready to, but yeah. never given the opportunity.
1: Yes and I mean I've been here five years and I mean I've, I, all I can tell you is I've, I've been through many SAC meetings <clears throat> and lots of good ideas and trying to write grants and then that ended after a year. I mean it's we're only half what we're given. You know and what we have and so um, I mean it's a, maybe a process that we didn't advertise it enough or what I don't know um, I, I can't tell you um, but you know we've had the school advisory council it's not anything new uh, it's got different members and it's got some pretty active members on it now you Now, I understand the school advisory and school improvement study um, you know they, they they kind of gave a general look at the numbers but most of it was you know in on-site interviews with myself and the principal uh, You know, focus groups with parents, uh, parishioners, uh, attending classes to see how it all works. So uh, that's what it was. You know, that they never talked about like the actual viability. Like, if you have $100 in your bank account, this happens. You know, so it was about enrollment of students. You know, so on January 8th, I was like, man, this is great, you know, Uh, but then. The donor that is not, you know, is not able to come forward and step forward. I mean, these are real. These are things I I, I can't just ignore. These, you know, that thing happened. It was great, but realities come to me, and I just can't act like they don't exist. You know, I mean, for five years I've, I've drained everything. You know, and this is where we're this is where we're at. Every year I thought I thought like maybe this year would turn around. You know, um,
2: then why? I mean, why have us?
5: you know, speak in front of people mm-hmm. and give them our word, you know, I mean they trusted us.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: And we never we we never said close because that was never an option. So my question is I'm frustrated and I'm angry because what was asked of us is what we did. So if the plan was to close, why we why pull our time away from our families creating this and that was through not every list
1: Yeah. That that the the plan to reduce the grades it was not on uh, January 8th, not in my head, you know, um, I've been raising that 97000 I was like, that'll, that'll get, we can, we can eat through the summer, you know. And I was pumped about what the SAC had in mind. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, it, but here we are. Every year we get, we get closer and closer down to zero. And I have no reserves to go on. And, I mean, that, that reality, it just has, I have sat there, I've looked at the facts, I've dreamed about those, uh, the reports. You know, and that is that's how that's 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 what has been. I mean, I've I've battled back and forth in my head. How does this happen? You know, how does you know? um, I mean, but I have the the crazy the the facts of like we have ninety six students. You know, if I try to run a school and open it next year, and I've got forty
0: kids, you know, where's that money going to come from? Just, Beth, as far as the report goes, they did have one caveat that if no enrollment gets to 80, that would probably be the last year for the schools. It's so not at
5: 80.
0: Hold on. That was in the recommendation. So there was talk in there if things trend the way they're going, that kind of thing. Now, also to flesh out Father's point, they weren't sitting down and, and looking at the numbers getting into the weeds of what the school needed and what the parish had or did not have. So they were really giving recommendations more of like, the, the culture and where we can make improvements uh, to go forward. There's a couple of hands, one back there is
3: first. Okay, hey, Keely.
4: Following up on Beth's frustration, you know, at the recommendation of the advisory was Marty. Before even we stood in, you know, Beth's to talk to our own parents, at Jackie's request, I kicked my yearbook class in the high year. You might think, what can a bunch of 6th, 7th, and 8th graders do to help a school well. I think just our button blitz that has come into play in two days and it's all over the place, will show you. And we have put together an incredible marketing campaign to increase enrollment that I think would have real impact. Something we've never really done before. But before we were even able to attempt to bring enrollment up, we had to make this announcement because the school was closing. And in my opinion, that seemed very unfair. Why pull the rug out from under us before we even had the opportunity to make a difference? Because we did, we had a strong opportunity, we were, you know, not permitted to do so.
1: I came to this moment last year, and the Finance Council made the recommendation last year, and I went to the Archdiocese, and it was in Holy Week, I remember, it was Holy Thursday last year. You know, So we're talking in the springtime, and this, we're going to be very short this year. Where is this money going to come from? I went to the Archdiocese, and I said, my Finance Council is recommending we close the school. I said, well, enrollment's already started. You can't do that. You're going to leave people hanging. Your teachers need to find employment. Um, you know, three years ago, the Finance Council had a trigger. Um, if by, like, November, this was the deficit or whatever, you know, we lay off teachers. Now, I've told this story before, but I sat down with Mrs. Cook, and uh, the chair at the time was Mike Sturkel, and we were starting to name teachers. Who we were are going to let go? And I said, son of a gun, I can't do this. This is November, right before Christmas. So... I know. Is there ever a good time to announce this? No. Well,
4: why do they hold study and put us all through this? Like you said, you know, I, Peely, I said, I told you on January. You I took told my time away from my family and my business, too. I, pour it. I volunteer. I'm a volunteer teacher at the school. I have funded this program out of my own pocket for the last several years. We put out the amazing yearbooks that you see with these kids. I'm do. very proud of our program. And I, it's really, you know, I feel like I've been, you know, my time has been wasted. I mean, why bother? Why do we do this, advisor? Why do we sit and come to these meetings? Why do we brainstorm and come up with big ideas to save the school, and then be not afforded the opportunity?
6: I, I could speak on for the archdiocese because we were involved with the viability study and paid and paid for it, uh, and we're working with Father uh, Diane Floyd. The superintendent was the one that was was working with that process. I, I would say the timing is unfortunate. Uh, and so it wasn't, and we weren't trying to waste your time. Uh, I think everyone was actually trying to do everything that we could to try and save things. Uh, it became clear after the report came and the group started to look at the recommendations to see what could be done. That was when we found out this other information that there was a donor that had backed out on a donation. The the uh, the other fundraising efforts weren't going to be able to bring in as much. Uh, when you started to look at those realities, it, it was like too much, too little, too late almost. Have
4: these numbers been reviewed by someone that is objective and impartial? As the CPA and me, I don't just look at numbers and say, oh, there it is. I question everything. And that's my question. Is there any sort of auditor review process before making such a drastic decision that affects some other people?
6: Well, I, 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 the, the one thing I would clarify is. The language that I've heard all night tonight is not close, but reduce the grades to pre K 3 and pre K 4. If you lose your Montessori teachers, it's an A plus daycare. You're
2: closing the school. It's a completely separate number. It's just the way you
0: want to order it. <laughs> well, based on what Darcy just said, it seems like the PTO feels confident they get 47,000. So really, we're just 40 short. Can I we have a like, time frame to try to get yeah, 40 Yeah, I think that's what
5: we're looking for, is an opportunity to try to come up with the shortfall as as families of the school.
0: And what is that number, and what does it look like? And can we set a registration date of June 1st to have, it? if we don't have 105 kids, or whatever the magic number is, because father keeps, and he's doing a great job, he's in a bad spot. Numbers are what they are. I, I feel for both sides. I have my daughter... Went through here. I've got three kids near here now. So it's tough for everybody. But there's got to be a way to make it right. So he kind of keeps saying we only have data back to 2013 because there was, I, for whatever reason, I, I, we're presented with data in 2013. And father keeps saying the term, let's turn this around, and when it gets to turn around. What does turn around look like? What parameters are there to turn around? We have four or five months What does that look like? Are there parameters available, and can we start working as a church or parish body to meet those parameters where we can be open next year?
1: Well, Doug, I mean, I'm at the point where I'm out of options. I mean, I literally, if if we if we went forward and things fall apart, I have taken I have taken assumptions and I've overridden finance council, and the finance council is rotated, so it's not the same people. It is, you know, and so for five years. Every year, the parish is down and down and down on money. You know, and um, there's less and less. I mean, you look at you go on the church website and look at the the reports. Our bank accounts are just, you know, low. Jenny, you have a question. Oh, oh sorry. Can I add to
10: this, please? I want to follow up. I just think this is a good time. Um, I'm with all of them. We sat here January 8th, and you promised us that you the finance council that you would freeze tuition for next year you didn't one time mention that we were going to close the school we knew that there was trouble and then i also want to mention that i have i have an issue with um these assumptions that's the specifically the eighty seven thousand dollar assumption wait let me back up here i guess i'm i'm the pto treasurer also. so for those of you some of you probably don't know but so i want to speak on behalf of them um, the assumptions, the eighty-seven thousand dollar assumption. Um, I have an issue with the forty-seven thousand of the PTO um, because, you know, on behalf of the PTO, we weren't. That's an assumption. We weren't confronted. Nobody consulted with us, as to my knowledge. Uh, does know. anybody else know? I mean, so that's exactly what that was—is an assumption because. Between now and the end of the school year, I'm confident that we can meet our subsidy requirement of $47,000, 473 to be exact. Okay. To date, our balance remaining is $23,110. Now to meet this outstanding balance, we plan to use $8,000 from our subsidy fund savings And we are also going to reallocate seven thousand from our capital fund, which will bring the balance to twenty. Let's see, twenty-three. Sorry, I didn't write that part down. Twenty-three thousand one hundred ten dollars. No. Okay, let me back up here. Okay, so our balance is twenty-three thousand one hundred ten. Okay, so we're going to reallocate, or we're going to pay the eight thousand from our savings and 7000 to reallocate from our capital fund to bring our balance to $8,110 between now and the end of the school year. Um, with that being said, I also want to point out that we have our two biggest fundraisers remaining for the rest of the year, which are Mardi Gras and Spaghetti Fest. And during the 2018-19 school year, together, These events accounted for 53% of the PTO revenue generated from fundraisers. So it appears like we have a slow start, but over half of our fundraisers are just with these two events. Um, And based on the performance history of these two fundraisers throughout the last five years that I've served on PTO, I'm confident that we can easily earn in excess of $8,000 needed to meet the remaining subsidy amount. And so additionally, you know, on behalf of PTO and the parents, I want to add that I feel like a premature unilateral decision was made to close the close school. Um, we weren't contacted, you know, to feel, to even know what we could meet. Um, you know, it was just 47,000 was input with no question, no well,
1: questioning to be done. That together. was
0: given, I mean, Jackie was the one that brought that to the budget meeting. I so. was asked what I thought they could do. I said what I thought
11: they could do. Yeah. Nobody asked her for actual numbers.
2: The only question I
10: she did ask me, she said, how do you feel about being able to meet the 47-3? And uh, I made a statement, which I believe you brought to the meeting, um, that said... It wasn't necessarily that I was worried about meeting this year's obligations. It was what was gonna happen starting next year. I knew that it was gonna deplete our restricted and unrestricted funds, you know, which it will, but we were never given the opportunity to look at our next year's numbers. And you know, I feel like the PTO is an important component of, of the school budget, and I feel that it, you know We deserve the opportunity to put our numbers together and sit down and meet and come up with a plan to tell you what we think we can provide, you know, instead of you telling us what you think we can
2: provide.
1: That was not, that was, I mean, that was... We were told. Yeah, that is not the case. I was told that that, those those are, those are, she said... What? You said you're very sure that we can make that
11: i can very sure you
1: can make what? The, the PTO.
10: 47. I said they can make the 47? Is that what you're saying? Yes. yes. So you said so we can. Really can. So Wait. why is it part of the $87,000 assumption that we're not going to receive? Why is 47,000 of that PTO money? I mean, we, we can pay the PTO money totally for this year. So we're and I just important. feel like we deserve a chance for next year to put a plan together. And I mean, I think everybody else in this room probably feels that way. If they're connected to the school. Father, I don't think anybody knew that this
4: was coming. I mean, I think you said we've struggled for, struggle for five years. We struggled from 19, when I came in 1986, we've struggled Yeah. And, and we've made it every But you've year. never had to... We've always had problems. We've always, but we've just gotten through. But you're saying this has been going on for how many years? Mike and I had no idea that it was that bad. And then all of a sudden, you close it? I, I, didn't, I didn't... There was an educational endowment that was started about 20 years ago because Mike Sterkel was on the finance committee when that started. And I know we gave weekly to and it. Was yeah. Never, am I not right,
1: Johnny Miller? Yeah. On well, the
4: Father well,
1: hand, no, it's true. It's an uh, educational uh, endowment. Yes, and it. it um, when I write, I think it was what fifty. <coughs> I mean, it's that's that. In, in Mike's time, I believe we took money from that. Um, and in this last year, uh, no choice. You know, that's that twenty-five thousand I used to. that? Why can't we
4: have a why couldn't it have started again? I mean, three years ago or five years ago? And like, why, why was that
1: never? There's started? a there's a an envelope for um, education, Catholic education.
12: Yes. So, in our box of envelopes, you know, there's the white envelope. There's a, a an envelope for Catholic education that went into the endowment. But I will tell you this, and this went even. As, I will say with Father Wood, okay, because I can't, I don't, we don't, I don't have records to go back to Father Man, okay? Um, So, that envelope for Catholic education, which wasn't just for the school, it was for all Catholic education, R.E. and the school. The school got a larger percentage of it. When people put money in that envelope, it was not going into our PDLF at the Archdiocese of Oklahoma City. It was being kept in-house to maintain the operation of the school. Same way with our envelope for the Seeds of Faith. I questioned it. And the only reason I know this because I wasn't the secretary at that time. So I asked our bookkeeper, at the time when Father Wickersham arrived, when Father Murphy was here, he had me start opening up the bank statements and everything that came in that was financial. And I seen, I saw that where in our PDLs deposit weren't going in, we were growing in interest. But the money that was being collected was not being sent to the Archdiocese of Oklahoma City. And so I and that's, I asked, and that's what I was told, that it is needed to keep the church. Well, she told me it was going to the school because at one time, when Father Wood got here, he combined the checking account for the school and the church. So we were under one checking account. And the money was just rolling out. So we had... It was just constantly being used. Okay? And that's why the endowment only got to $50,000. Mm. <clears> and it just it just didn't grow because the money was staying here to help with the operations. Does that makes sense?
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And it I've, didn't grow because there was nobody there. On the yeah, community. it was not being
4: sent off. When Did I arrived, I know open. Open. No, there's there's I'm saying nobody... Feel down. Yeah. They're not I touched. feel like the the
11: school is our
0: mission. I mean mm-hmm. that should be yeah. uh, Of course the school is an important mission, yeah, but the is. primary is. is we have to keep the doors open. And we're talking about functional bankruptcy as far as the church the church's ability to operate. That's what we're looking at now. Because we have rated every account possible. We're looking down the barrel of being functionally bankrupt come September, so that's that's what we're trying to do. Because yes, it is the most important mission outside of the uh, presentation of the sacraments, you know, the holy sacrifice of the Mass. Making sure we continue to promulgate the faith in Guthrie, so that has to be. That's always been our focus: is what can we do to try and figure this out to make both a success and understand that if we get to a point where we have to sacrifice one or the other, it has to be closing the school because we have to keep the church open and going. Well, I, I full, dis- full disclosure. I had a meeting with Father for two hours today, okay. and I asked this question to Father, how many kids are in, in Sunday school 52 times a weekend, or 50 time, 52 times a year, every Sunday? His answer was 30 kids once a week. Okay. And this school provides Sunday, Sunday school five times a week to 96 <laughs> kids. So we're All talking right. about proliferation of the faith. Nothing's more effective than but school I mean, being open. do we do we sell the church and have mass in the gym? Like I mean, that's actually kind no, of what we have is right. the open forum to say before we make a decision to say, guys, this is bad, and we need ideas before we have to close the doors. We have six months, and we pull people together and say, this is this is the parameters we need. These are the stopgaps we have to fill. If that's not fulfilled, this is where we stop. We don't we don't say we don't send out press releases or emails. Not a dig on you, Father, but this just the way it is. You don't send out emails and say, "Hey, this is what it is," and then one day we get an email and it's it's done. There's no we can't. There's no fight left. money
4: mm-hmm.
2: okay. our- hold on? Do, what
4: will do with the school if the school closes? Has there been some kind of discussion on
1: nothing very big or anything? I just I I don't know.
4: So nothing. I, so if We close it. Nobody's going
0: to use it. I, I think right now, we're now. Have focus we have, on you, that have
4: we discussed people using it if we close?
0: Not right now. The focus is on to get through this moment because this is very important. Okay, moment.
4: so it's never been up for discussion.
0: Well, I don't know. I think they have our oh. idea. I don't know why. You won't That's won't win. Win. what I heard too. But, I
2: won't won't win. Win. But, I'm, sorry. sorry. I
4: probably have lost half of what I wanted to say. Liz, <laughs> you know, you said something about that there were no other choices. You said you were out of options, but you weren't. People here have thrown out ideas. Yeah. There's just a handful of people here compared to the number of people in the parish and parents They keep mm-hmm. didn't shot down. When you said you were out of options, you weren't. You never gave this option to the parish. Why didn't the parish
10: see these numbers?
1: They've Why? seen these numbers for five, five years? years.
10: I've, never, no. seen it. No, I've no. never seen it as no. a treasure of D.O., I had no idea how bad it was until we, you sent that email. And I you're struggling, but I never knew it was facing closure. And, awesome, and you, you stood it. up here and you told us that you talked about this last year. No, no, how do you No, go no, no,
4: I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. no, no. That's, that's not
2: I'm just saying, that that
4: you've made this decision. You've made this decision. For everybody, and you have not given your parents, your teachers, your students, your parishioners the opportunity to help you fix this problem. There you've lost one forty thousand dollar donor. Yeah. Everybody yes. knows somebody mm-hmm.
2: everybody mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: in this building and beyond care. About this school, my parents attended the school. My aunts attended the school.
1: I realize there's, I- there's
4: money out there. We just need to give, have the opportunity to ask them for it. Let your let your people help you. Don't make don't take it on your shoulders all by yourself. Let's help.
1: Two Sundays ago, so two weeks ago, I gave a, a more condensed talk than I just gave a few minutes ago, and.
5: Two weeks. Two weeks. that was
2: for yeah. They want to see it. It's not Yeah.
1: We went out to all the school families it went out to my parish, I read it from the pulpit. And every I have given updates. We did two forums this last fall. I don't
0: know where
4: But it was never can we come together and let's see
5: what we can do and like we It's just right. a forum. The, well, read.
0: But the How forum much? the forum did describe we had no money left. Like you, you thought about a school board. That's the school advisory council.
2: No. No. Well
1: not like the government. I don't say the school advisory as a school board. It's not a school board, but that's the Archdiocese divisions what's called a school advisory council. Um, and that is to help the principal kind
8: of you know so that's that's what that is so we we don't have school boards well school boards are usually a working board and they'll go out in the community and find people that are catholic non-catholic or whatever that will graciously give fifty a hundred thousand dollars it takes some work yeah but it seems to me father i'm on your side you got to do what you got to do it just seems like there's not been enough working board to communicate look let's go you know, it
1: can't, you can't do it all. No, but uh, we've had the SAC, and I, I give a financial report to the SAC, um, I and mean, I've done that many times. You Which
5: we had the SAC, but we we were put to a halt when we were ready to start action. Like
1: it's so for five for five years, I've heard you know things about how to get enrollment up and things like that, and you know, I mean, There's... It ends up being just—I mean, there's a lot of talk that happens at those meetings, you know—and so um, I, I sit there and it's like, you know, like you said, I can't do this all. I'm, you know, I'm looking at the people in the sack and, and you know, and now there's there seems a group, yeah. But I've run, I've tried to do everything for five years to give the school another year. So your book—it
4: gets bigger and bigger until, like, the last year or so, it's down and then boom it's not like you've been on a downward slope i know how many kids are
1: like, enrollment their pictures no enrollment's gone
3: down so
4: this has been i mean it's not like a straight train you know it's not like bam you know it's not just down 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 like you make it sound it's down and then last year some of the scuttlebutt started about you know school's going to close it went down four you know and then now you know we just
1: kind of but at that time when all that, that scuttlebutt went around town no one has ever called me and said father I hear that the school's been closed. I mean, we heard weird. Mrs. Cook heard she was fired, you know? I mean, things are heard, you know, so no one has ever called me. Uh, no one has ever said, I want to be there to help you, you know? Um, Mrs. Cook took on teaching fifth grade. I mean, so she's tapped the limit, you know? Um, I mean, I, I don't know how principal teaching fifth grade, you know, it's, that doesn't happen a lot, you know? I
11: don't know what else. I, she can do it. No, I, she can do it. Well, you know, out of respect, I, I'd say, I, please don't put words in my mouth. I will teach anything for as long as I need to to keep the school going. I, I believe that. that. There's one question, though, that I, you know we could hash out what could have been done, what should have been done. Obviously, there's a lot of that. right? We can all agree on that. But now that we know that, I feel like that's not the right time to just end it. That's the time to say, okay, we know what we've done wrong, and obviously there's people who are ready to try to make it work. Mm -hmm. Everything is available for everyone to see now, and I just feel like that's not the right time to throw in the towel. What is the number we need to have to Start in, uh, in August, but you know, in a positive, positive, and positive balance. What is that number? So, what is
3: that number? I think Father said to get through the summer much, you're gonna need up, you're gonna need over a hundred thousand dollars.
4: Okay, how much over a hundred thousand
3: dollars?
4: What Don't is the, the number? number? Over oh, I, I wrote seven? down a <clears throat>
3: 186000 dollars.
11: Okay. Is that something that the people in this room think they can come up with? Is that a legitimate lib- 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 is, lib-
9: lib- is it lib- something we can come up with on a year-in year basis, year-over-year? Over year year over year year. Year.
11: Right, but okay, but why why aren't we giving the opportunity to, to, to try? If the church can say we can only give fifty thousand, and that's what we have to work with, at the end of that year, we haven't
1: you know we can't do it again i think everybody would so here's here's my rationale i'm out of money you know so we try this thing we raise money we get through the summer yeah but i start next year and we've got 50 students you know so if we take a 34 percent decline like we had last year we're going to cut a lot you know the best we have for a budget that was uh the finance council had seen last month uh we had like 12 budget proposals i'm sure you've seen them somehow uh, it calls for a, pre- a kindergarten and a pre-K teacher separate, then first and second grade combined third and fourth grade combined and fifth and sixth grade combined no seventh and eighth grade and the school makes a surplus when the parish is giving 50 cents of every dollar to the, to the school and that's a $7,200 surplus that's not much you know? so that's assuming every student we took every student and moved them to the next grade and kind of took the 16 kids for a Monty next year So every kid, we moved them to the next grade, so 50 cents of every dollar, the parish is already on the line for half of everything it brings in the next year. I mean, our teachers going to want to teach a combined class, third and fourth grade. Our parents yes. going to want to put their kids in a class like that. Before. How many
10: years did it operate that way, and it went fine. That's all I knew.
1: Yes, but that's not people's yes. modern experience. So, so what? You guys went there.
10: We're a special school. You know, it's unique. I don't. I don't I know, want to send my children here. There, there are, to Be everybody else.
1: Yeah, there's, there's about fifty of you guys in this room, and not every one of you have children. Twelve months. You get through the summer, and enrollment. People don't enroll until, like, late July, so we sit around sweating all summer. Are we going to even have money? How many students will we have? Mm-hmm. August 1st comes around, you know, and that budget assumes at 50% of the parish's money, $7,200 surplus, that everyone's going to stay, that there's We've no loss. Before or after
10: the $47,000 that he you're not supposed so to No, this is for next year. This is this next year.
1: year. This is next year. This is to make it work. We made, the, those cuts have been made, okay? So that's a $7,200 surplus. What if we're down 20 students? That's a lot of money, <coughs> right? So the yep. person already on line for 50% of every dollar.
4: Can we not ask people to enroll within the next month
1: until we meet? I don't members, want to put words in your mouth, but I believe Mrs. Cook. Maybe, maybe last summer you were trying to get students to enroll, and knew, everyone knew the school was in danger.
4: No, we didn't know. No, we, no, all no. No. we did, no. we did no. not think about, about that. Oh, no. No to this
11: extent, Father, I, I do understand that, that you and the Finance Council have done several things to try to communicate with people and, and I I know you have because I've seen it, but I don't know that the the it was, I don't know, it can be important, it, it, it obviously was not communicated to the extent that it, it has now. so I you know, maybe maybe it took this to get everybody riled up, and maybe that's the case I don't know, but it's obvious that there are people willing to do whatever it takes to keep it open. If, and maybe this is an archdiocese question, Jim, if the school was not, didn't ask for any money from the church, it didn't require any money from the church, it's all hypothetical, obviously, would the school, if they found a way to keep it going, would it still be considered an archdiocese school if we, if we followed all the accreditation requirements but didn't use any money from St. Mary's Church?
6: You're talking about a separate governing board? Yes. You don't know, you'd have to go through a pro. I, I don't know.
11: I, I can't hear you. I
6: don't, I don't know how to answer that.
11: What happens at All Saints?
7: Norman. Well, All Saints is a separate entity. Um, all th- four parishes subsidize that. Par- that
11: subsidize it depending on how many of their parish kids yeah. go there? Uh-huh.
7: So okay, St. Right. Andrews, St. Thomas More, St. Joseph, St. Mark. Okay. They all subsidize that one school.
11: Right. But they only subsidize according to how many of their parish students go yeah. yeah. So if St. Monica's, if, if St. Mary's subsidized the school just for the amount of students that went there, similar to what St. Monica's used to do, and that was the only money they were giving to the school, you can't tell me if we would still be considered archdiocese school.
7: Well, you, one thing, how many in this room, how many students are in this room?
11: How many, students, how many students
7: are in this room? You've got 96 students in the school. Are there 50 students here? Are like 20? represented. How represented many by students that. are represented in this room? In this room? Yeah. Because, I mean, I can I can tell everybody in the room wants to keep the school open. Right. Well, what portion oh, of the students do you all represent? I mean, how many... One thing that shocks me is... You lost a third of your students in one year. Because Can you get back that third of the students this next year and then add some to it?
11: I think so. I was hoping to
7: bring
4: my son here next year.
7: But do we have 20 students in this room? Do we have 10 students?
4: Give
7: me a. Is this.
4: We I have, have not grand children.
7: children. Four grandchildren. With the number of Okay children. and okay, so you got fingers up here, there's ten, fifteen.
2: Twenty
7: four. So you've got maybe thirty, forty 40. Uh, you got less than half of the students in this room. What if you guys are the only students in here? I mean even yeah, with so that, you put a day like yeah. uh, June 1st, yeah. and what are the remote
0: what's the enrollment look like? We go out there and press the flesh, we use Chris or the news leader and say a Guthrie institution is in danger of closing, help us raise money, go out to the community. We got 37 kids that are presented, but we got 50 separate people here with 24 hours in a day. You put a, say, June 15th, if we don't have enrollment at X, then we can't do it. If we haven't made the stopgap of the extra 40,000 has walked away, then we can't do it. But you have to give us a chance to fight to get there. But Doug, if we do June 1st or whatever, and it doesn't happen, then, um, then, then
1: at least we? did we at No, no, no. Yeah, the, at least the theory did, from that would be worse than this moment because the, mm-hmm. all of a sudden I've got teachers that no, no, I've got teachers that won't be able to find jobs. They yet. would be aware of, the, of, of what
11: they were going into. This again, this would be communicated. They would know that this was a, a chance they were taking. And if they chose to you know, leave before we met state, that's, that's that date, that's up to them. And
4: just based off the pulse of the parents, we did a whole button list handout today. We, my marketing department, and I'm telling you, we have a lot more support than you see in this room. The kids were getting cash as, as they handed out the buttons. Selling People bracelets. People were handing cash to the kids. We did not ask for money. We were handing out buttons to support the school, and they were enthusiastically taking multiple buttons. We had no parent turn us down. And-
0: we keep talking about you really want a firm number, and I appreciate that. And I'm a numbers guy, so I can go there. So actually, what we had our meeting with the archdiocese, and the next day, Father met with the archbishop, and I actually wrote a recommendation. And one of that was a financial. I said, if we're going to keep the school open because of what we're looking at for the deficit this summer, we're going to need an infusion of about hundred thousand dollars. Well, on. hundred thousand dollars immediately. And then a pledge of $150,000 over four years to give the school an opportunity to try and get back to enrollment that would make it more self sustained. So that's what I, I present to Archbishop through, through Nemo Father that he presents. So that's what we're looking at. If look those right, are numbers, that, that's an assumption without any work. I mean, we could, what, maybe we... They're doing this five years. five years' worth work.
5: No, what,
0: what, what do, do you mean by assumption? It's okay, now. I just want you to clarify so I know what you're saying. What do you mean by assumption? That you're, you're saying an assumption of this 100000 Father keeps talking about enrollment. Well, enrollment is dollars. Now, sure. I understand that with more kids more is needed sure Our funds are coming in so hopefully have, but <coughs> we either there's a, it seems to me there's a, there's three funding streams here there's the church there's tuition and then there's the PTO or, or donations outside the school Sorry. so is it a mixture of all three do we just need 150 kids Do we need 150 kids and $60,000? No, the 150 number I threw was $150,000. No, no, no. I know. I I I I get what you're you're saying. I'm just asking for what does the basket look like if we have, if we are able to go out to the community and raise Mm $70,000, and then we're able to get people signed up to the school by June 1st, and that's an arbitrary date, of 105 kids. Is that good enough for the archdiocese, or the father, or the financial counselor, or God upstairs? Whoever making the decision, is that good enough to keep the school open for another year? See, I don't know, oh, my Father. That's then. Here we are next year. <laughs> okay, but are you let me. Right now we're fighting.
1: <laughs> so
2: so not, year by year by here, here. We, keep yeah.
0: we want to get enough so like,
2: for the next money. four years. Uh-huh.
0: No, no, no. you're right here. Why not think you're right here? That's, that's here? what that's what we have done. That's what we tried to do. That's we do what we have done.
2: Yeah. <laughs> what
0: what what's the, but big, the problem what is now?
3: If in Why sixty days,
0: if in sixty days we had one hundred fifty thousand dollars pledge from the community, that it was actually going to be in a bank, you know, by we got the summer, because that's the problem: pledges haven't turned into. into but that's reality. what the dates for. That, like, if, if, if you going to fight, you're not like you're not like oh god, this is going to beat me up. You're yeah. going there and be like, "Hey, I'm a fight, and if you lose, you're gonna take your loss and go home." So it so, changes. You want the opportunity. That's all we all want. Right. And you
7: know, you know, if even if you don't get the numbers in the enrollment, say it goes, if you get 75 students, then why can't you teach
2: those 75
4: students? Why can't you make the cuts that still have? instead of closing the school completely.
1: If that school gets closed, I'm afraid it will never get open. Mm-hmm. So here's the... We, you talk about making cuts. It's not about just not buying paper. It's about telling the teacher, I'm sorry you have no job. Like Jackie
4: you're going to know that it's going That everybody's going to try and leave this the risk.
2: It is a great All risk.
4: You may lose your job. You, some of you might get to come back.
0: It's a great risk for a person who has nothing Mark. But that's a commitment for the teachers to make, and I'm sure, I don't want to speak for Jackie, but if she can get a signed document that we understand that we have a job up to June 1st if these parameters aren't made, and the te- and everybody in this room who, as the Archdiocese said, obviously cares or, or are more available than the other people that aren't here, and we all understand that we have this work to do up until this point of, that you have decided, and if we don't make it, then we just we just don't make it. Well, Doug, other, than, other than like the snarky emails
1: I've gotten, which I mean that's part of the game. You're the only person that actually asked to have a meeting with me and sit down with me, and I mean, yeah. So I, I very much applaud you for that. You know, rather than just sitting out snark and stuff, I mean, you called me, I talked to Jared on the phone. I mean, you know, I left a message, and just I thank you for that. You know, I don't get that. You know, and I mean. I, I can pull up my old files of every year where I've gotten up and talked about something. I sent the I sent the email out. The hardest thing I did I thought was then raising tuition fifteen percent a couple years ago. You know,
7: um, and, and I hated to do that. Father,
4: know? we may have let you down, but let us try
2: now.
7: Would <coughs> the uh, Would the other school. parishioners that give the four hundred thousand are they supportive of the school? Are they okay with fifty percent going? I, I don't know. Maybe there's an issue in the parish outside this room that we're not hearing about. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, we can't make that decision tonight, but if I we have a later date. Yeah. No so you've got to win them over. Do. But you see what I'm saying, too? I will tell you. I, I know where you guys are from. My kids all went to Catholic school. I was part of a school that was closed. I, I feel your pain. And I I enjoy this enthusiasm. I thought, oh, I wish we could have had this four years ago. But, you know, that's ifs and buts again. But then that's another thought, too.
4: You
7: know, are you going to have the support of the community? We can get back
4: with
1: you
7: on that. Well, we want to find
4: out.
1: (laughs) Well, I... You know, I mean, I don't know if you guys are a fry, but I've, every time I've come up in school meetings at the beginning of the year, I've always said, please call me if you need anything. Um, actually, Beth, yeah. yeah, you raised your hand, but you've reached out to me before, so I, I take that back. Beth and Doug are kind of my my solid go-to's on, you know, just telling me what they think and meeting. I appreciate that.
5: Father, can I ask something? I, I know that um, we had a teacher that had created a budget, and in this budget, there were uh sacrifices made from the other teachers that they agreed on this budget was approved by three different cpas before presented to you why haven't we talked about that or well, was that presented to the finance council and shot down or was the finance
1: council aware of that i only received that budget a couple days ago i forwarded on the archdiocese and uh, the deacon jim we've looked at i mean it's low-balling expenses. And there's an expense account that we budgeted for this year. This lady's expenses is what? Well, Budgeting for zero or a thousand. But my
5: question is, it was if someone for it. Well, presented, it was a budget, for it. why wasn't it presented to the finance council? Because I mean, this is the
1: first time they've met. This is the meeting. <laughs> so you brought.
5: So, you so someone brought the.
1: So we can't really tonight. present something because we're doing this. So, and I'm not trying to make light of it. It's Just they haven't seen that my yet.
4: My budget but that was reviewed by three independent CPAs was lowballed, but this one's been reviewed by nobody and is accurate. That's all Haley, I have. Haley. No. I have a
0: question. Uh, I mean, well, let's, let's the, a it. lot of a lot of Angie's assumptions. Or sorry. The, the budget didn't have a lot of the hard numbers. So the CPAs can review it and make sure it balances as far as what data is there. But as far as knowing mm-hmm. a lot of the hard figures.
4: We can do more than that.
0: So the,
1: the miscellaneous school budget this year for the school, this is working on the finance council, but Jackie also, the budget of miscellaneous expenses for the school at $1,000 this year, that's $10,000 already. You know, and so um, we try to do a purchase order system to, to control the expenses. Um, you know that's uh, so no, we're trying to.
11: We have we haven't gone over our budget this year, right?
1: Miscellaneous expenses is yes, it's ten thousand over. Where are we at year to date on on this school budget? Are
11: we in the positive or are we in the negative?
12: Yes, yes. You cut miscellaneous expenses to. I wish I could remember. Was two thousand dollars? Okay. Miscellaneous expenses is a catch-all account. Okay, for things that there is not a line item. There is not a line item for every expense. So the school miscellaneous expense takes care of the bottled water you all have. Takes care of um, grant. There's a there's a line for grant income, but there's not a line for grant expenses. So that, that's coded into that. Uh, it takes care of. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, it takes care of uh, grants bottled water. Families that Mrs. Krug does. It takes care of. That? Okay. Okay. Um, so so yeah, so there's a lot of things that fall into that because it's not a line item for every expense. So it. this is just a, a catch-all account. Okay, that makes sense? It, it catches... It, to to the, the, the grand income, the grand yeah. income, but it takes over so for uh, the catechesis is a good shepherd. It's coded to that. Um, a bottle of water, families, and there was something else. <laughs>
1: So the budget uh, that was presented from the, the school teacher, I mean, it's, and it's also, you're, you're asking me to take great risks. It's, I haven't had a chance to talk to Mrs. Cook about the budget, you know, and I've only heard from, honestly, an email I received from a, a parent about the budget. That's my great knowledge. I've looked through the budget myself. I mean, and I agree, it, it, you know, this and that and all that, but um, it's, it's, there's no actual homeroom teacher anymore. It's kind of a floating thing as I understand it. You know, and so uh, teachers kind of come and go through yeah. classrooms. But
11: well that can all be, you know, who teaches where and when that can all be hashed out later. It's just a matter of if there was a possibility of something that could work that we felt we looked at. But
1: I have a question. But if it's a if it's a, if it's, so it's thing something we work out later, I mean parents want to know what is the what's the curriculum, what's the school subject map you know, I what,
11: mean I don't mean I mean, we, we we figure out how much we can spend, and then we, we figure out who who teaches what and where and when. But that would happen before the
1: end of the school year if we had the time to do that. My, my my biggest my biggest my biggest risk in all this this is this is this is where I come to this point. I'm the pastor of the parish. The school is a definite awesome ministry of this parish. But we're at you guys are you guys are the diehard believers. I, I don't doubt that for a second. You are the cream of the crop of that school. Uh, if you disappeared, it would, I don't know, it would be a disaster. Of course, it's all our teachers too. But, so we're, what we're, we're looking to do is, is, you know, let's say we have, uh, you know, our enrollment for a non-Catholic is what, $5,200 a year for that first child, you know. And so, you're going to ask a family that's, that's not Catholic that never been, you know, maybe in the private school before, but maybe from Guthrie Public Schools um, to come into a, a an odd, not odd, but different school setting, you know and ask them to give what could be 9% of their income to that. That's you know, for me, when I I don't have how much risk left to take that's an awful lot of risk you know, for me to ask for us to ask someone who's, who's never had an experience in school you know, I, buttons are great and all those things but is, is you know, I mean well, no, no one has called me in, this, in the midst of this, you know. Like I said, Doug is the only one that's reached out to me. Um, you know, two weeks ago I sent out everything I knew where we were to the parish because the parish council said, let's, let's let them know, you know. And so I did. I have never tried to cover anything up. If you didn't get it, I'm sorry. I tried, you know. Um,
2: I think
5: we were really under the inception. It was, not out, of, it was out of your hands. It was up
10: to the Archbishop. Yeah, and we were waiting to find
5: an answer from the Archdiocese, as, as how I took it. You know, even with SAC, we halted. We halted well, we that's what at. it
1: was. But the, here's the thing. It's like there's a dilemma. What's he going to decide? Like, I mean, it's, it, it's obvious what he was, you know, what, what the question was, you know. And so I didn't ask people to stop. I asked the SAC to not, you know, I mean, we're supposed to take a pause. That's what was asked, you know. But I didn't tell people, don't do anything. Uh, I mean my What does a
10: what mean?
1: What does a what mean? A pause? Why well, is the SAC I mean, there's, We can't start enrollment if we don't know if there's a school You know That's what I meant by that Yeah, Kathy?
4: We weren't allowed to advertise or anything like that to
1: promote the school
4: so that enrollment could take off when we wanted to We had plans to move forward and we were told to
1: pause Yes, yes, yes yeah, and I went to the diocese and I asked them for their input, um, but you know, no one ever. I started getting emails from parents. The last two weeks, I've had emails, but they've only been about how great the school is. Jelena sent a great email, you know. I mean, awesome. I mean, I mean, I, I I take those to heart, you know. And but I've only received a few of those. But they were, and I, you know, there's there's nothing about you know, it was about how the school means to them. And I totally get that. And it it does. It means something to me. But nowhere in that was anyone saying, can we, you know, I'm not trying to throw anyone in the bus, you know. I I need cash. (laughs) I hate to say it that way, you know. And I I cannot, I can't print money. Father, I need to say
2: something if
9: I could. So, um, my name is Peter Hodges, so I'm one of the volunteer finance council members. Um, I still, I mean, On the prisoner side of where the part of the money is coming from, you got money coming from the prisoners, money coming from the parents paying tuition to send to the school. Okay, we all should know that, and and I hope most people do understand that. And a huge bulk of it, I mean, it's coming from the parents' tuition. Seventy-five percent of the money coming from the prisoners, when it's normally twenty-five percent. So it was brought up about. That's un- underrepresented in the room. So I'm—I've had kids in the school at one time. We were there, uh, I think it was four years ago. We we're in the first semester of that year, sixteen something like that. Anyway, I've been on the finance council for, for two years. Um, I'm just a guy who's asked to be. I do finances just about every day at work. If expenses exceed income, there's there's a problem. Okay. When I mean as a prisoner, all of you, I'm sure almost everyone here is a prisoner, you put money in the basket, you're expecting most of it's going to the church. I we mean we're here for the church. Okay, and then some is given to the school. That normal number is twenty-five percent. So we've been given about seventy-five percent, okay? So let's say if you happen to give $10,000 a year to the, in the basket and $7,500 is going to the school and you, only $2,500 went to the church, you're thinking, you know, here's the you're giving to church. I'm helping the poor, I'm helping the church. Okay? So we have people here who are not okay with that percentage. And I'm one of them. It's too much. Okay? The school is great. But the school is,
0: it doesn't have enough money. Well, how much does the church give to outreach? Oh, well, we, we, tuition so What assistance. percentage of the income does the church give to outreach?
1: And then, don't. And there's none left. Up, we don't, don't. I started, when I, when I got here, I started two things. I started a tuition assistance fund to try to raise, my goal is 25000 a year to help parishioners who could not afford the full tuition. And I'm happy to say every year we raise that money. But it's, only point, about, it's only one or two donors that actually fund that. My point in asking that is there... No, 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 so, so the other one is um, a Good Samaritan fund I started because um, in a way that's safe... I mean, things I started off three months here. We got rid of the copy machine in the, in the parish. It was costing $300 a month. It's worth two, you know. We got rid of that. We run Hewlett-Packard Printer. That's what we print everything off on. So it is what it is. Um, and so there's that. Um, and then we were... the budget, what I got there was $500 a month. Out of the parish pocket to help the, the poor, anyone who needs assistance with bills and things like that. I started the, what the Good Samaritan Fund. By the grace of God, it it kind of does. The, in the last few months, it's been getting low. Um, so I moved those things off the books. You know, so I like, I moved that assistance to the poor
0: off the parish books, so that money it, it got taken by the my, school. My point in asking that is that I I don't know what the data points are. But I'd be surprised if the outreach that the church does brings more of a return to the faith than a school does when the kids are raised from Montessori to 8th grade and keeps them in the church. And then they raise their kids in Catholic church, in Catholic schools. So, I mean, I, I appreciate what you're saying. We can, we can go out there and, and give the poor money, but are you getting a, is the faith getting a return on its investment more than helping toothless Billy than it is helping kids that are be raised in the Catholic faith and are going to raise their kids also in the Catholic faith. Wait a
5: minute. Are you uh, suggesting that we take money that we give to people no, I'm to the school and the people who are coming no, to right, I
0: said. What I said is he's concerned about well, where his money goes. Wise, and what I said, I know, trust me, I know listen? exactly no, what I say. I'm very thoughtful in my statements. <laughs> uh, what he said was he wasn't, care- he wasn't concerned about where his money goes. Well, the money is to grow the church, to take care of people and to grow the church. The outreach to the church, the best part that I know of is the school. Because you raise people in the Catholic faith, who then has kids, you can, and then okay, have kids that raise their kids in Catholic faith. Okay, you can't decide where prisoners' money goes. Then you can't either. I can't. I can decide where my
9: money
3: goes. That's that's right.
9: That's yeah. the point. So hold on. There's a lot of prisoners who expect 25 percent to go to the school, not 75. percent So that is that's a huge issue. the the amount of The amount of students to get it back up there, it's a it's, it's Probably about two hundred something students. Okay? Well we haven't heard that number yet. i
0: Well that's the it's just that
9: times times four thousand. So that's that's the issue. There's another thing, there's 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 a lot of miscommunication. A lot of people don't know what's going on. Okay? So and there's a lot of stuff like, okay, I'm on the finance council. I know there's people who think like well, with the bad guys. Okay? I don't like to. Okay, I'm just a guy who brings my family to church here, and I want to, you know, I want to tithe how I want to tithe, and and if if the school can survive on that, great. Well, we've run into the financial problem, okay? But I just don't think it's been communicated properly that we've got all kinds of people here doing what they can, and we don't, not everyone knows. So I don't want to, we are not going to say too much, but... There is, I'm not sure that everyone at the school knows what's going on. I don't think everyone in the parish knows what's going on.
2: So, going I mean, on? hey, listen,
9: we're, um, so, yeah, I mean, but it's like, I, I know, hey, I mean, there is, I, I can feel it. There's like a, you know, there's like a big bad finance council thing or something. It's like, hey, you know.
5: It just boils down to that we just, were are uninformed of the details. I mean, I know that you, you know, people have said, oh, they, we said, free. no, not to the extent of knowing that our school is going to close, I mean, uh, you know, that's just assuming that everyone absorbs information the same and everyone doesn't. And so I feel like that is the biggest problem here is that we, we didn't know. We, when we found out, we're ready for action, and then it's like, oh, we're done. It's closed. We didn't give you an opportunity of what we asked of you. That's where we're
9: frustrated. We Great. want a
5: chance. There's
9: a difference between saying I'm sick and I'm dying. And all we've heard is we're sick, we're low on money. We didn't hear we're dying. We
2: didn't hear
9: the, the school's over. That's not what was communicated. And as far as what's going on, there's another huge elephant in the room. What is the intent for the school? You guys are so set on closing it that it makes it feel like there's an alternative motive on what you guys want to do with the school. We're so set on
1: closing it. Can I say something? Yeah. Let's in let here. Okay, we're coming up on two hours. Not you know, it's fine. But I do want to say this. I mean, you. I mean, I. I know you guys are angry. I, I, please understand that. So I've been getting for a few years, every few months I get parishioners come up to me and say, Father, um, and I'll just be quite honest. I mean, you guys have been honest with me? I'll be honest with you. I have parishioners who are my bigger donors who are saying, Father, we don't like that situation, how it is. You know, this is not right. And we're going to give to the Seeds of Faith Fund, which is a building money And I've got parishioners that are doing that now. Uh, part of the reason our collections have gone down this year. Now, tonight um my meeting with Doug uh wonderful I mean so I've I've kind of talked to Jim Beckman he's the representative of the archbishop um we're going to deliberate so um you know you guys have uh, many of you've you know I think you've done very charitably you know um, this is hard for us all you know there's no book on how to do this so um I'd like to uh, in mean, a few minutes, ask everyone to, to leave. We're going to go to the finance council just for a few minutes to kind of talk about things um, and deliberate. So, um, you know, that's the best I can do. I just deliberate with them. They're my advisors. Um, like I said, I don't always listen to them, uh, uh, which is part of why we are we are. Um, and so, you know, there's there's many things I wish I would have done differently in the past. Uh, Doug's idea was, you know, come to us before. I thought I had. You know, um, I don't know how it was missed, and um, so um, but the finance council were going to del- deliberate, and I, I, I that's all I can say right now. So I'd like
0: to talk to them for a little while. And Jim's gonna wrap up me meeting here in a minute, but as far as you know, something I wanted to say before we finish up, um, first and foremost, and this is something I've tried to communicate at town halls and in finance council meetings and any individual conversations, a parish is a family. And that really is, that's the truth. This is our Catholic family. Um, so we have not really done anything but to try and figure out the best way forward. And we have not had any ulterior motives. I, I don't have time to do anything else, frankly, right now. I just have my 12 kid. I'm busy enough, I promise. Um, we have no desire to micromanage anybody. We have no desire to inject ourselves in areas we don't belong. We're just volunteers, we've got families, we've got jobs, we've got all of the responsibilities. I love the parish, and that's why my family does what we do as far as trying to serve it in any way we can. But as far as everyone tonight, I I really do want to say I appreciate the energy, the passion, and really there was a lot of respect and and civility. So you never know when you come to a meeting what's going to happen, but I really do appreciate the thoughtfulness that was shown by everybody. So, just personally, thank you.
5: Do you know when we will have an answer? We're deliberating
0: now. We talked about that because we don't want to leave things lingering. Okay. And I do understand what you guys are saying about wanting that opportunity. All right, Doug, you did a very good job. You know, uh, kind of elaborate on that. So what I expect is we're going to deliberate here briefly, and then try and see what over the next week's time, because there's not time left. There's not a lot left. So we're not going to sit and buy our time and wait until you know April rolls around and see what we need to do. So we should have. We'll deliberate. We'll discuss, and then we'll get back to you guys in the week's time. Yes.
4: Can we ask that the SAC committee be involved in the deliberations?
0: Well, the deliberations is going to be immediately after. Right now, it's just going to be the finance council and father. Can
4: but if we father to include the SAC committee at his meeting, he's missed the last
0: two meetings. Well, I think that it's just going to be the finance council and father. But if we do have another meeting next week, we'll be happy to have the SAC part as of as the conversation.